I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. Today, we're talking about why people don't take action especially if there is something that we really, really want. Why do we sometimes take absolutely no action on that thing that it is that we want? Well, we humans are funny creatures. We are hardwired to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and want to put forth the minimum effort possible to get results. And sometimes the pain that we are experiencing is less than the pain that it would take to get in action and create positive change in our lives. And just to be perfectly clear, the kind of pain I'm talking about here is the mental pain and anguish that we put ourselves in, not physical pain from injury or illness or the like. Now, as it relates to that mental pain, in short, the pain that we currently experience is not as painful as the work that it would take to change our situation. Or at least that's how we perceive it when we are not in action around something. Case in point, I have a friend, Sean, who wants a new job. He complains on the regular about his current situation. His boss, the work itself, his colleagues, the salary that's lower than he deserves. I hear his pain. But the pain of updating his resume, networking with people in his industry, outside of his current organization, scheduling those meetings, searching for job postings, and actually applying for new positions is, quite frankly, more painful than his current job is. (laughs) It has to be. Otherwise, he'd be taking action. He's not even putting forth the minimum required effort to get a new job. He's doing nothing. Clearly, the pain of staying is less painful than the pain of getting his act and materials together in order to leave. Now, we all have situations like this in our lives, situations where we want something to change, but we just don't want it bad enough to actually put forth the effort and take new actions to get a different outcome. Let's dig into why this is the case and what will make a difference so that in Sean's case, he can get what he wants, a different job, And you can get whatever it is that you want, too. All right, back to Sean. Recall that he's not taking action. The pain of staying is less than the pain of leaving. Now, that could change. Sean might get a bad performance review. He might get the proverbial thrown under the bus by his manager. Heck, he might even be asked to come back into the physical office as the stay-at-home orders get lifted. If those situations show up as more painful than the work of applying for a new job 
And if that pain persists, then I can guarantee that he will get into action, updating his resume, connecting with people on LinkedIn, looking at job postings, putting in the applications, going to interviews and all the rest. But Sean is going to have to experience a certain amount of pain to bring him around to taking action or else he needs to tap into the pleasure-seeking part of his brain to bring about his desired change. When the brain imagines a far more pleasurable state being on the other side of some hard work, it is far more motivated to take action. Let's take my friend Cindy, for example. She recently ran her first half marathon. (laughs) She wasn't running it to avoid pain. I can guarantee you that. If anything, it caused way more pain than if she wasn't running at all. No, no, my friends, it was not about avoiding pain at all. She was doing it because she seeks pleasure. The pleasure of how her body feels when it's pleasantly exhausted after a training run. The pleasure she anticipated feeling when crossing the finish line. The pleasure she knew she would experience when she completed this big goal that she had been dreaming of for years. So in her case, it was pleasure that was driving her motivation. Her pleasure had to overcome her pain or her perceived pain, or she would never take action. She had to anticipate that pleasure in order to do the things that one needs to do to train for a half marathon. Get up early in the morning hours, sometimes a full three hours early to get the stretching, the actual running, and then the stretching again, all in before getting ready for work. The mere thought of lacing up those shoes and going out into the chilly early morning air while the sun is still rising and the rest of her family sleeps soundly, (laughs) well, the mere thought of that might be painful. But Cindy was more anchored to the pleasure that she knew she would feel on the other side of that run. Whether that's immediately after her training run or if it is the anticipatory pleasure of crossing the finish line and accomplishing a life goal. In either case, that pleasure was greater than the pain that she was feeling. And she is tapping into anticipating pleasure to conquer the pain. Again, whether that's pleasure in the near term or pleasure what might be months away, that pain and discomfort and inconvenience of getting up early and doing those training runs was overshadowed by the pleasure that she anticipated feeling. We can see from the action that Cindy's taking that the pleasure she seeks is greater than the pain she experiences or anticipates experiencing. She's looking forward to that pleasure and anchoring to future pleasure to get her through the temporary pain. Let's see how we might swap out pain for pleasure with Sean so that he can move himself to take action on his job search. And let's remember that this is all grounded in perception, how we think about a certain situation, rather than any objective reality. This is all happening in thoughts within our brains. If Sean can reorient towards pleasure and have the sum of the pleasure of a new job be greater than the sum of the pain that he must endure to get there, then he will be able to get into action far more easily. Let's think of all the ways that he could imagine pleasure related to a new job. 
Well, there's the excitement of meeting new people, which he very much enjoys. He's a very outgoing person. The possibility of having a better manager is certainly out there for him. The possibility of having new colleagues and the possibility of being valued for the contributions that he will bring and so much more. And of course, Sean is absolutely certain that there is a higher salary attached to a new position. All of these ideas will get his brain moving towards pleasure seeking rather than pain avoidance. Because as we saw in the case of Cindy, pain avoidance is not always going to get us to take action on what we want. We need to drop into imagining the future pleasure and have that pleasure be greater than the current pain in order to find the motivation that action is taken from. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. Now, let's boil this down into a step-by-step formula that you can use to shift from pain avoidance to pleasure seeking so that you can be a little bit more like Cindy running that half marathon and a little bit less like Sean who isn't taking action to get a new job, even though it's a new job that he very much wants. Step one, identify something that you are currently not taking action on. Maybe you're like Sean, wishing for a new job or career opportunity, but not taking any action. Or maybe you want to run a half marathon, get in shape, lower your cholesterol, or improve your relationship with your mother. What is the thing that you desire that you are currently not taking action on? Step two, assess the pain that it would cause to take action and notice that the pain is greater than the situation that you're currently experiencing. (laughs) Let that sink in. For some of you, you will realize that you're not actually going to take any action. The pain of getting an action is far greater than you want to take and is far greater than your current experience. If that's the case, (laughs) then just stop complaining. Either stop complaining to yourself or stop complaining to others in your life about the situation. Realize that you're not going to take action and come to some new acceptance of your situation. Now, on the other hand, if you notice that that pain is greater in the current situation, then it would be if you were to get in action and you can imagine yourself actually taking action, and you can imagine the pleasure on the other side of the pain, then you're ready to move on to step three. Step three, start to imagine all of the pleasure that will come on the other side of taking action. Whether it's a new job or a leaner body, or your doctor giving you a high five about your lower cholesterol, or you crossing that finish line, 
bring to mind the very most vivid images and thoughts of you getting the exact outcome you want. Let the pleasure of that outcome wash over you in waves. The more dramatically you can feel the pleasure of your desired outcome, the greater the source of fuel for you to get into action and make this happen for yourself. Step four, take some small action toward your goal. Read your resume and start to make some edits. Plan a healthy meal. Drink a glass of water. Make an appointment with your doctor. Lace up your running shoes and go for a short jog or call your mom. When you take small actions, you set yourself up for future success. Bite off more than you can chew and you may feel the sting of defeat and throw in the towel and quit. So keep it small so you can refuel off the momentum of tiny successes. They will fill you up and keep you moving in the direction of your desires. Step five, acknowledge yourself for the actions that you've taken. The edited resume, the first pound dropped, the completed doctor's appointment, the first mile, (laughs) leaving your mother a voicemail, really take deep pleasure in the fact that you took action. At the end of the day, it's how you think about yourself and the fact that you recognize yourself for being in action that's going to make the biggest difference. Don't look for approval from others. Instead, anchor on to what it is that you want and have the confidence that the small moves that you take, the positive action in the direction that you want to go, is actually what will get you there. And keep anchoring onto the image of pleasure that will come your way when you stay in action and when you reach that goal, milestone, or accomplishment. I can guarantee you that if Sean starts imagining the pleasure that he will feel in his new job and with his new salary and how that will make him feel, it will absolutely make taking small actions toward getting a new job far less painful than he currently perceives it to be. Yes, that's right. I said perceives it to be. Remember, this all happens in our mind. This is all our thoughts directing our emotions and having us either take action because those are positive, pleasure-seeking thoughts or not take action if those are negative, pain-avoiding thoughts. Now, let's do one final recap of the steps so that you can get going on whatever it is that you have not been taking action on. Step number one, identify something that you want that you are not currently taking action on. Step number two, assess the perceived pain of taking action versus accepting the status quo. Step three, imagine the pleasure that you will feel when you have what you want. Step four, with that pleasure in mind, take one small action in the direction of your goal. Step five, acknowledge yourself for the step that you took and then reimagine the goal completed. Keep repeating steps four and five, taking action and acknowledging yourself for action and you will get there. Now let's not forget about Cindy and her successful half marathon and countless other people, yourself included, I'm sure, who have led themselves to success by imagining the pleasure of the desired outcome 
and allowed that pleasure-seeking response to motivate them and drive them towards reaching that goal small step by small step. Because my friends, that is how big things get done. Small step by small step. When we can see the pleasure of the outcome, overcoming the pain of being in action to do the things that it's going to take to get us there. I wish you all the best in tapping into your own motivation and amping up your connection to the pleasure-seeking part of your brain and the outcome that you want and focusing on that instead of the pain avoidance of your current condition. Until next time, my friends, be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.